Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Well, hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Guess what? If you're here, that means that you are seeking something different in your life, in your body, on the planet, and you might have found the place where a lot of that shows up, the pleasure zone. The pleasure zone is this radio show, but the pleasure zone is actually this planet. We live on a planet that has so many amazing things that interact with our bodies, these pleasure sensory organ systems that we can feel and sense and experience so much. And we are so freaking lucky to be here on this place called the earth that I also like to think of as the pleasure zone is I think there are so many other places in the universe that might not have as much experiential fun that we have. Maybe they have more, but I um, don't remember those existences right now, so I can't really tell you about that. But I think there are a few more that are even more uh, erotic, exotic, and orgasmic. So that's pretty cool. And we have lots of topics on the Pleasure Zone. This is, I think, episode 235, believe it or not. And we are right at the celebration of the five-year mark. I started my show on July 7th. 2014 and here we are Canada Day July 1st 2014 2019 five years later July 1st 2019 so we're like one week away from the actual five-year celebration and I'm so excited to uh, be able to to bring to you guys to the world to the listeners now and in the future different tips and tools on how to invite more pleasure into your life and one of the things I'm aware of is that sometimes you can't just go jump right into the pleasure. Sometimes you have to deal with some of those things that are preventing you in your life from having that. And so today's show, I've actually invited my cousin, Natasha Chovichon, um, also known as Natasha Yelenich to some. She goes by many last names. And <laughs> she is a holistic nutritionist. She's been actually um, playing in the world and ex- kind of experimenting in her own life in the last several years about what it is to have more pleasure. She's constantly creating and questioning everything. And it's actually brought her into a lot of her own healing. And I wanted to invite her on because we, um, and I'm sure like most of you, we come from a family that kind of relishes in shame and they kind of really like find that shame is the way to to create a family and find that shame is the way to parent and find that shame is the way to relate to each other. And I know that I've seen that in other people. And what I know is that life is way more fun without shame. And so I want to say welcome and thank you for coming on, Natasha, to uh, discuss this topic. Because it's kind of a a deep topic and it's also kind of a vulnerable topic, like bringing up 
shame. So when I invited you onto the show, what had you kind of go, um, yeah, now's the time to talk about this? Um, well, first, thanks. Thanks for having me. And I was super, super excited when you did invite me. Um, I think I was like, yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I think it came really naturally because we were having a conversation with a group of women um, at a past retreat that I co-hosted with some friends and um, Milica was there and um, just, you know, being the light for, for women and um, kind of being a positive enforcement that, you know, once you start to release things that no longer serve you, you can totally have fun and just allow things to flow with ease. Yeah, and it's not always like the easy choice, right? I think some people... No think that well you know you you're you look like you're having fun so it must have been so easy but um i i know that and we're going to dive into this for sure talking about some like personal experiences that um were real like key trigger moments in our lives that were shame moments and for those of you listening i'd like you to kind of just as you're listening to us be with these ideas because i think for some of you it might also trigger in you some of these memories of shame moments and these shame moments are places where we will get stuck and locked in and sometimes we freeze ourselves and we freeze our entire lives around shame moments and then we don't break out of that and in order to actually have freedom and vulnerability and choice we need to be willing to look at them and we need to be willing to look at shame for what it really is so as you know, cousin, I'm taking this like, and okay, so for those of you listening, chances are I'm not going to refer to Natasha as Natasha because my whole life I've called her cousin. So so if I just call her cousin, that's because that's habit. And I'll try and call her not the chef for you guys, but it's really not for me at all. So, so in the course that I'm taking on, this expert course from Loveology University um, that I just started last week, I just did a, the class yesterday on masturbation where I got 100% in the masturbation test. Oh, yeah. And Woo-hoo. that right there, right? And like just like that right there, how much shame could that bring up? You know, if we were like 17-year-olds talking about masturbation or 15-year-olds or 10-year-olds, uh, in our lives, how much shame does just even the word masturbation or admitting I masturbate? How much does that? How much shame does that bring up? Like, let's just check that energy with the whole world. Yeah. So there's a lot of shame around masturbation, right, guys? Lots, so Natasha, lots, for lots. you, like, yeah, you're like on this show, and it's really funny, right? Because here I am. I'm like your big cousin, right? I've known you your whole life, but we've not really had conversations about this probably until like the last five years. And so what was it for you that had you start to be able to even admit to yourself that you, that you were like, you know what, I actually, I masturbate. So just deal with it world. Like, how do you, how do you deal, how do you deal with that in a way that doesn't have you like jump into like, all the memories of all the shame around it. So what what have you done to actually give yourself a sense of like freedom around owning your sexuality? Hmm. Uh, great question. Um, firstly, I had to really like drop into the moment where I, I started to feel the shame um, about masturbating because as a kid, I'll be quite honest, I was, um, I don't even know when people start masturbating. So I don't even know if I started early because nobody talks about it. 
Um, like you said, shunned upon. You just don't do it. No, but your parents don't talk about it. <laughs> it's like if you get caught, you pretend it never happened or you get, you know, like yelled at. And, you know, like I was caught when I was super young and um, I won't say from who or what. Like I just, you know, just in case they're listening. Um, it's but I, I, and there, Yeah, yeah. And there was so much shame. Like, you know, um, I always say it in Serbian, Sramtabila means like shame on you for doing that. And like, I'm yeah. going to tell everybody you do that. And, and so really like in literally after having kids and, you know, and watching my, my little one who's two and a half now and she'll sit on the couch and spread Eagle and start like playing with herself. And I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> like good for you. She's kid. so much like, freedom. <laughs> so much freedom. And my, my partner also uh, completely encourages that even with our son to just, you know, like do what you got to do. Like, he always go say, go play with yourself and like make sure you stay in contact and, and just allowing mm-hmm. them to be and to find that and to find that energy into what, you know, makes them feel good and not create that tension and, you know, embarrassment and, and it's really it's like anxiety over it. Um, Actually, I, I really so for, loved um, your, one of your partner's uh, parenting tools around that because I was there one day when your son was, uh, I, I, like your kids, they're so very free with their bodies and, and uh, your partner said to your son, now, I'm going to translate it all, but he basically said to him, now, that's, that's you know, that's your sister's bum hole, so you let her play with her own bum hole. You can go play with yours in the corner. It's okay. <laughs> so just, like, keep your bum holes to yourselves. It's all your own. You can do whatever you like with it, but, you know, get permission, but go play with your own. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was a good reminder. He actually, yeah, didn't play with her bumhole after that, but he thought it was fascinating. He actually finds my bumhole fascinating too. They both do, which is really interesting. So even like just dropping that? into that and be like, yeah, totally. And but you know, a lot of it still arises for me where I'm like, oh, like don't touch me there, and like I get really like anxious if they do, if they are like trying to like figure, you know, like check out my body in a certain way, and I'm just like, why are you doing this? And because the shame yeah. kind of arises for me. I love it. So let's talk about that because I think that's yeah. really true for so many people. Even when they think they've they've kind of like gone through and dealt with a lot of the shame, there's somehow shame is that like friend you thought you got, you know, or enemy you thought that you finally excommunicated and told to never see again. And every once in a while it looks around the corner and it freaking scares the shit out of you. And you're like, where did that shame show up from? And you're like, ah, you're looking at me. So, so uh, for all of you listening, you know, I think there's like a level of of shame that um, that goes on, and and I know that there are people who are listening to this show who are like, but Melissa, you don't have any shame. Like, listen to what you talk about. No, guys, there's still some levels of shame going on on certain things. Like, so you know, that's not something that I would say that I'm totally done with right and so i think that's why this topic is so important because as much as i might have healed some of the parts around shame around sexuality there can be shame around a lot of things um and like you said with um like our parents for example which is like shame on you shame on you is a parenting tool in serbian whatever you do shame on you you (laughs) spoke something wrong you spoke out at a elder, whatever it is, pretty much your existence is shame on you. And they don't have a lot of tools, but shame on you is their fam- favorite tool. It's not a useful or productive tool. It's kind of a destructive tool. Um, still a tool. And I think that we could definitely look at some alternatives to shame, like 
what your partner did was like, hey, that's, you know, that's her bumhole. If you want to play with bumhole, go play with your own. That's fine. Right. That's not shame. That's just like getting clear boundaries for the kids on like, you know, how do you how do you work with another person's body, right? You're in the space with other people's bodies. And yes, you might want to touch them, but no matter what, even if you're touching their ear, ask permission, right? So uh, we didn't grow up really with any permission being granted on anything. Like what are your memories of, of, of these kind of confusing messages, right? It's like whatever you do is shame, but then we can violate your space no matter how much, like, you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you have yes. those memories? I know I do, but yeah, if you want to oh talk my to gosh. that a little bit. Yeah. Totally. I think the one that really resonates with me and even like watching the same thing happen to my daughter um, at two and a half, um, and I'm kind of dropping into those feelings too, is what being naked and like how shameful like for you to like run ac- across the living room naked and oh my gosh, if someone was here, shame on you. You can't be naked and you can't do this. And, you know, like, don't touch your body this way and close your legs and sit like that. And everything is just so don't do this and don't do that and don't do this and don't do that. And then for me, stepping into like puberty, I was so confused. And then stepping into a relationship, I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't do that. I shouldn't be naked. This is shameful. And like it took me (laughs) like 30 years to release this garbage And, like, these points of view that were not mine and, like, allowing my body and to feel and actually to feel sensual for me, like, I'm still working on that to this day. Like, it's, like, work in progress. But, like, because I'm releasing all of these things that I've been holding on to and these beliefs that weren't mine, and then I'm like, well, what what is mine? And what am I allowed to feel? And what should I feel? And what do I want to feel? So it's it's just been, like... Of like a little bit of a roller coaster and like so now I'm trying to be that light and to be that you know in the allowance like raising two children and allowing them to explore and to be and to not put so many points of view on what they should do and how, if they should walk around naked we're all about walking around naked at our house my partner is a, a nudist in the full full front so so it's <laughs> it's something that we're, we encourage here so true story I've been there and I'm like wow <laughs> This is a very fun house to be in. It's the house of nudity. I'm like, can I get naked too, or is that just awkward? Of course, all, everybody no, no. in this house gets naked. <laughs> We're all related. It's all good. Now, so that's a whole other topic for me because I actually have a shame component around being naked around family and mm. friends. But I could be naked in front of strangers, no sweat. And I think that's a funny one um, because I've heard people have quite the opposite. But for me, yeah, I don't do naked in front of family and friends, and it's pretty funny. But I would like to leave you guys with that crazy thought, and we're going to actually head off to our commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. 
Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelanić.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and tonight's topic is shame, the poison to pleasure. And we're talking about it in a way that maybe um, is kind of maybe basic to some of you guys, but we're really bringing it down to when does shame start and then all the different places that it can lock us uh, up in our lives. And my guest today is Natasha Trovic-Jelanić. She's my cousin, and we have a lot of uh, similar kind of experiences in our lives. So I thought it'd be fun to talk to her because I know that um, shame is something that she lived with a lot, and I know that shame is something that I lived with a lot as well. And one of the things um, that I mentioned just before break is that I still have a thing about being naked in front of family and friends, even after, um, and my cousin mentioned in the chat room, after kids, she thinks that she felt that she could be naked in front of anyone. So she's going to test her theory out. Um, I still find that I had a hard time nursing in front of my dad. For one, he was ashamed. He was freaked out. And sometimes it was just like I was so tired. I would just, or I'd be visiting him and I was tired and I would just go to nurse my daughter. My dad would leave the house, not just the room. He would vacate his house. And I know I would go to visit Natasha's parents and they would leave the room or throw a blanket on me or God forbid that child eats without being suffocated, right? So embarrassing. So embarrassing that you're nursing publicly to begin with. Um, So it's very, (laughs) there's a great question actually in the chat room. What's the difference of being shamed and being private? Um, So being shamed actually is the unrealistic belief that you are never enough. And being private is just personal choice and preference about what works for you. So for me, being private, I didn't really require being private. I was just feeding my child. I think, you know, am I going to go masturbate in front of my family? I didn't really feel that was going to work for me. Um, It doesn't excite my body to think about it. But if it did, I would choose it. Um, And if it freaked the fuck out of them, that's their choice to walk away, I suppose. But that hasn't come up in in my world. So 
uh, one of the things in this course that I've been taking uh, yesterday's thing about masturbation, they talk a lot about shame and guilt and the difference between shame and guilt. And one of the things on shame is that, and I'll repeat that again, is the shame that it's the unrealistic belief that you are never enough. So let's just sit with that for a second. The unrealistic belief that you are never enough. So if somebody has shamed you sexually, if somebody has shamed you for anything that you've ever done, they are basically saying to you, you are not enough. So how's that sitting with you? (laughs) When you hear that definition, Nata, what do you think of that? Um, It's heavy. It's such a heavy... It's such a heavy thing to even like read. I'm just reading it again in the chat room. Um, mm. to, it's heavy to think that I've lived with that. I lived with that for like 30 something years. Um, burden, right? Yeah, yeah. Huge burden. Yeah. You're never so, enough. So how much do we like, what do you do to compensate the never being enough? Gosh, you're always, I think like for me, I was just always trying to like people please, you know, and like, especially like my family and, and even like when dating people, I was like dating people that I think that they would like. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's bizarre actually. It's a lot of self-reflection going on. Right now <laughs> Something too. to play with. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's yeah. the beauty of the show is like, I use it as like self-reflection publicly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Feel free to like reflect with all of us. It's cool. And you know, a lot in in couples, for example, there's a lot of shame that goes on, um, where maybe a partner thinks that you're not sexy enough, or you feel like you're not sexy enough. Um, also, in relationships, sometimes where families thinking that you're not a good enough parent, or you're not a good enough partner, you're not a good enough child. There's so many ways that you can be shamed uh, from a family point of view, and. Also, you know, we're so incredibly freaking intuitive that we pick up the shame of others and then the shame they're walking around with 24 hours a day, right? So, you know, you live in a city in a condo, right? And you're surrounded by all these people. I wonder if there are any people in that building that live (laughs) shame-free. I doubt it. (laughs) I doubt it. That's a good joke. Um, No, I don't think so. I really don't. Yeah. just even the way that they carry this. No, 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 no. Yeah. So for for your kids, for example, let's use them as an example because I know that this is actually showing up um, for you in parenting. When um, when somebody, for example, um, if you want to tell that story about Pipi when you guys were in Yugoslavia and what happened with Pipi and your grandpa, that would be great. Sure, sure, yeah. So um, I was actually in the states, and um, I took my my oh, kids to me. yeah to meet my like to see my grandparents, and and my daughter just loves to like once the diapers off, she just loves to just run just dash, and she knows it's so at home, it's so funny for us that when she's just running around naked, that we're just you know go for it, girl, and then you know she did this at my grandparents' house, and my grandfather was there. And he started to, you know, at first he was kind of trying to be nice about it, like, shame on you, go put some clothes on. And then, it, like, the, ch- the tone changed. And mm-hmm. he was like, shame on you, go put your clothes on, you cannot run around naked. That's, you know, that's not something you're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, <gasps> wow, gosh, that sounds so familiar. 
And then I looked at my mm-hmm. partner and he said, uh, he came to my daughter and he said, no, you're allowed to be naked. You are beautiful. You were born naked and you're freedom to be naked whenever you choose to. But because people aren't comfortable here with you being naked, let's go put some clothes on. And that just sat with me and I thought, damn, why weren't you there? Why wasn't someone there to tell me that when I was a kid, you know? And no blame, no blame to my grandparents or anything like that. Just, you know, God, God, God even knows if like if they were even allowed to even be naked, you know, like when they were younger, even when they were shot, you know, like, I don't even know. I was it. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know if it was you that mentioned. Yeah, or that you, you knew mentioned when you were with. Right? Totally, totally. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, like you were saying how um, I think it was you that you were saying that when you're when you used to stay with your dad that you would have to shower in a bathing suit when you were small. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Like, yeah, it was like, pretty wild. So I was like bizarre. four, right? And my parents had just gotten separated, and my dad didn't really know how to to deal with me being naked, right? So, and I couldn't really get my pajamas off and stuff, but. He also uh, felt like, well, I was four and I was still not really like able to bathe myself. He, uh, yeah, he was, he would give me a shower, but I would be fully in my bathing suit, full on. And so I don't even know how long I was there for, but it felt like forever. And that image stayed with me. That memory stayed with me like it's still there. That memory is still present in my life. So now the difference is that memory used to create shame for me. Now that memory creates awareness of what my dad can receive from me and what he can't receive from me. And what I know about my dad is my dad cannot receive me as a sexual being. And so I sometimes, as an asshole that I am, will shove my sexualness in his face until it makes him really uncomfortable. (laughs) You would do that. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, as you know, and as some of the people who are listeners might know, because I might have mentioned it last year, my dad was staying with me for two months. Um, and I became very aware of how much his energy impacted my uh, my sexual energy. And basically, it was like suffocating it to death. And at the same time, I thought, I'm going to bring up every single issue that ever occurred between us and I brought up all the times that he shamed me and I like put everything in his face I really wanted to um and and so this is not necessarily a a healthy tool but I'm letting you guys know that sometimes we don't do healthy tools so my unhealthy tool was you shame me I'm going to double shame you back right I'm going to double shame you for being the worst the worst father anybody ever had Second worst, maybe. Maybe our parents are tied. <laughs> so, so, um, so shame can become a retaliation to other shame is pretty much where I'm coming from. And if you can keep it in check, then you don't have to shame the other person that has shamed you. You can start to see, and, and as I, I was in a rant with him, I started to see the energy that was actually true, where he was just lying to himself his whole life and he couldn't truly be himself. I could see that in him. And I could see how much of his life he's been repressed and how much of his life he hasn't been able to be vulnerable and how much of his life he hasn't really been able to be himself. And I didn't go to pity him. Like, I don't pity him. I'm just aware of where he's at now. Uh, I don't feel the need to, like, shame and blame him anymore. Um, but I did go through a bit of a, like, a rant with him. That on the other end of the rant came this awareness. So also don't shame yourself or blame yourself when you go into shaming people. They're just become aware of it, like, oh, I just shamed that person. 
And I see parents do it all the time, you know, school grounds. They'll tell their kids, stop crying, stop doing this, stop doing that. Basically, don't have any feelings. Or you know, I see parents shame their kids constantly. They don't even realize they're doing it because it's so ingrained in the way that we talk to each other. Um, but then when we can come out of it the other side of the shame game, then we can actually come out the other side and go, oh, well, that's an interesting awareness. Where am I not willing to receive that part of me? Where am I not willing to see, for example, like the crier or with my dad, where is he not willing to be, where was I not willing to see all the vulner- the lack of vulnerability, um, where was I not willing to see all of the the torment and violence and abuse that had occurred to him. Um, and so once I was willing to see that, I knew it as a story, but once I was really willing to see that that's his reality, I stopped shaming him for his parenting and I stopped blaming him for his parenting as well. And now he's a person in my life, but I have a very different relationship with him, um, which is, is curious experience. So we're actually um, going to talk more about shame, of course, uh, and share more of our kind of stories around shame. And um, I think, too, we can share some stories around uh, how to start to unlock the shame. And I think the example of what um, your partner did with your daughter and pulling her aside and saying, you know, other people are uncomfortable with this. You're beautiful just the way you are. And other people are uncomfortable with this since pretty much since you're in their home, let's honor them and we'll take care of this, right? This is pretty much what he's saying. So I think there's some really great tools right there in that sentence that we can explore and we'll explore more of those after the break. And maybe we'll bring up some examples, um, not even just from our own lives, but from other people that we know lives. We don't have to name names, but we can really explore how some tools can start to unravel the shame, get us out of that and get us into being able to be more present with each other currently rather than going to the shame of you're not enough. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.milicajelenic.com 
Podcast.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at milicajelanich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. And we are talking today about shame, the poison to pleasure. Now, why is that, right? So shame is the unrealistic belief that you are never enough. And if you're never enough, can you truly have pleasure in your body, in your life? Can you experience it? Can you can you utilize it? Can you be it and live it? And my awareness is, nah, you really, you might get a little, but you're not going to really get a lot of it. There, uh, so, Natasha, there were some questions in the chat room. I don't know if you got to see them. One of the questions is, how do the bodies feel about us having naked shame? What are you aware of? Well, I can definitely say that sorry, through the years that um, <clears throat> my body kind of like, <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but it kind of morphed and I felt like I went, almost did like a curl where I was um, trying not to take up space. And just, you know, kind of, you know, with with that shame also came the shame of standing out or being too loud or being too this or being too that. And so I kind of turned into somebody that I wasn't. I was just kind of capping my myself off, basically, in, in so many ways, in so many ways. Okay, I just had the weirdest um, insight into your body as you said that. So let's just facilitate this online. Are you cool with that? Cool, cool. Okay, so for those of you who don't know my cousin, she's a she's a tall goddess. She's like six foot, six foot one, uh, probably six foot two. If she didn't have, I'm five eleven. You're not, darling. You're actually much taller when when your body is aligned. So <laughs> nice try. Um, what else is possible? But it was interesting because you said something that is so poignant about your body. I don't know if you noticed what you said, but you said that you curved yourself into some other different reality so as to not take up space and stand out. Yeah. Yeah, I totally did. Right? So let's look at your body on that. And how interesting is that? (laughs) So interesting because I have scoliosis and that appeared from nowhere um, in my like preteen times. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much around the time I started to morph. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, yeah, maybe it's a good one to have a re-listen to just to hear your own insights into your own body and body awareness. It's really cool. A lot of people find that this, that somehow talking about this stuff, like their bodies just go, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. I didn't want to take up space. So I literally like crunched myself over to make sure that I could be as physically small as I possibly can be in this giant body you know you pick this giant gorgeous body and you are like trying to hide which is you know what that's so true for so many people um, whether it's you know people who have larger um, builds like maybe they have bigger tummies and bigger bums but sometimes we morph our bodies 
to match energy that we're uh, really trying to bring into our lives, whether it's hiding or being seen or any of that. So, um, yes, I wonder what your body would look like, be like, and feel like if you allowed yourself to take up space and you didn't bend and morph yourself into other people's realities. Hmm. Good time. I think my body's doing that right now. Like, I'm I'm kind of cool. reaching that point where, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. But that's when I started releasing the garbage that didn't no longer serve me or belong to me. Yeah, yeah. good times. Good that's pretty yeah, fun. Totally. I love that. So... Through my little course of of uh, discovery um, the other day, there was a really great little video, and I'm so glad that I actually took the time yesterday to go through the the course because it gave so many cool tools. And just before break, um, I mentioned that uh, your partner, try not to name names, your partner mm-hmm. said some really amazing things to your daughter, and they actually encompassed the three keys to unlocking shame. So one of the keys to unlocking shame is radical self-acceptance or total allowance, right? You are perfect just Mm -hmm. the way you are, right? That's Mm -hmm. a radical total allowance. You're perfect and beautiful exactly how you are. And it's just somebody else's point of view about what's going on. Then the other key to unlocking shame is radically celebrating diversity. For example, everybody's different. So are their points of view. And right now these this is making other people uncomfortable. That's okay. That's that's their reality, right? And that's the radically celebrating diversity. And radical hmm. permission for giving space or being space. So having no judgment about the other person. And the radical permission giving is like if somebody says, for example, um, somebody says, I really like to masturbate in public be like, hey, cool. That's a cool choice. How's that? You know, do you enjoy it? So it's to not come from the place of judgment and to be a, like, to be the space for them to be allowed and have permission to be the full expression of who they are. So let's have some fun breaking these down. Radical self-acceptance, which I have recoined as being in total allowance. Um, you can take it however you like, whatever words work for you guys. What? How would it feel to you, for example, Nata, like if somebody came up to your body and all the judgments that you have about your body, and this is actually um, an exercise that I learned in the class, which I think is just such a cool exercise, um, is actually an exercise on radical self-acceptance of the body. So you can do this with a partner, you can do it with yourself in a mirror, but let's just do this as an example. Like we can even do this here and now. Um, without having to even look at each other. Uh, when you do look at each other, though, you can fully and totally take your clothes off to do this so that what you're looking at, say, in front of your partner, if you're having, um, if you're having points of view about different body parts, then your partner is looking at you and looking at the body parts and you are looking at them as well. And then it's coming to a place where there's just radical self-love and acceptance. So just for fun, uh, we'll just play with this for one example. I'll start. And then this is this is kind of the tool that they're using in this class, uh, which I think is kind of fun. And we can reword it if we like. But uh, one of the things you can say uh, as response, so the person will kind of give all their opinions about what they like and don't like about certain aspects of their body and usually break it down like head, torso, um, genitals, and then legs, and then or, and buttocks, like, so just those sections of the body back and front. 
And then the other person in response will just say, you're beautiful, perfect, just the way you are. Uh, your body is beautiful and perfect just the way you are. And then you can add sexy if you want or whatever. But just for fun, let's play this as an experiment. Um, and I want to play it with the, the experiment. I'm going to play it from uh, from where I still have a little, where I still have probably the most judgment of my body. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to play it from my belly. And so my belly is round and my belly is soft and my belly is um sometimes people think i'm pregnant when they look at me and sometimes i feel like uh sometimes i just don't even feel like going outside so that people don't tell me i look pregnant and hmm. sometimes i feel like i'm not sexy because i look pregnant and sometimes hmm. i feel like my belly is a burden to oh. different things, right? So, yeah, those are my opinions on my belly. Well, you're beautiful just the way you are. Cool. So when you actually hear it from somebody who actually cares about you, it can certainly help, right? So you can do it with a friend, you can do it with a lover. But do you have any for you, not to show that we can go through? Oh, do, how much time do you have? <laughs> hey, we got time. Um, <laughs> it's all about sure, sure. Chain, so we've got time. <laughs> well, I think my one of my biggest things when I uh, growing well, I always had like um, I always had like hairy legs, and so I, sh- I remember started shaving. My mom's like, "Why are you shaving? You should be waxing and blah blah blah." I'm like, first of all, I don't want pain. I just want to get rid of the damn hair. So like for me, like body hair for me has always been a thing and like to the point where I even like wax my arms now and make sure I do laser and like but then I'm like the type of person that I cannot do it for like three weeks and like not really give a shit and my partner has made a number of comments you know and I just think I'm like ah, I just in the wrong time like <laughs> when was this cool because I need to go back to that time because shaving my legs, I, I, it's always been a burden for me. Um, but I do love, love when they're smooth. But that lasts for about like 3.5 seconds. So, yeah, that's <laughs> always been my shame and burden is having hairy legs. Cool. There you go. So your legs, Natasha, and the hair on your legs and the hair on your body is beautiful and sexy just the way it is. Thanks, girl. Thanks. So for those of you it's, who are listening, yeah, and if you, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go, no, go ahead, go ahead. So what did that feel like to actually have somebody say that? Oh, I, I've been like smiling from ear to ear. So nice. As I'm examining yeah. where I missed my spots, I forgot to shave. <laughs> That's so funny. I think what what it starts to do is it starts to create all those places of shame as now it's a choice, right? It's like, wow, well, they're beautiful just the way they are. And if now I have a choice to change it or not, but it's not from a place of shame. It's from a place of choice, right? So for me to have somebody like go, your your belly is beautiful just the way it is, is like, well, 
that's kind of cool. And I might need to hear it 500 more times or whatever. And that's cool too, right? You might not hear it or sense like the truth behind somebody saying it right away. And that's okay. You might need to hear it more or be with somebody who, when they says it, you know, you can really sense it in your body. And then as you start to have that, having, it's a funny thing. People talk about self, you got to accept yourself first, but it's really interesting. I did a whole show on love yourself um, from the perspective of how fucking impossible it is that it's actually something that when we come onto this planet, um, we don't actually understand love. That Love is not like the energy that we get. We're all about survival, right? So loving yourself and sometimes self-acceptance is it's very difficult because we're surrounded by people and we're always looking to them. And that's kind of our natural instinct. So it becomes very difficult to do radical uh, self-acceptance until you actually hear from somebody else that they think you're okay. And then somehow you can then unlock that for yourself and start to go, wait a minute, I, I actually am lovable. I'm actually okay. And And it's not a wrongness to utilize humanity and other people on the planet to bring that into your life, we can sometimes make it wrong. It's not wrong. It's just another way of approaching it so that you can get the healing and you can get the change that you're asking for and it doesn't have to be stressful like, oh my God, I don't love myself today. Well, maybe in this moment, you're surrounding yourself by people who don't really like you. If you're not feeling like you're loving yourself, sometimes check, who am I surrounded by? Because that vibe might be coming out of them, right? Um, and when you are surrounded by people who actually love you, you might be like, oh, my God, I'm loving myself so much today. Yeah, because not only that, you're sensing the love from the people who are around you, the kindness, the caring, the generosity, the the gratitude for your life, right? So I think I think one of the things is, like, if you guys can go out there, and if you can even be that for your kids, right? Like, you guys are doing that with your kids. It's just, like, you're beautiful just the way you are. Just the way you are. Just beautiful. And... Boy, if you ever saw our kids, you would know, like, oh, my God, they're so freaking cute. Like, you couldn't help going, you're just beautiful and perfect just the way you are, right? And somehow we leave that at children, and then somehow we get older. At some age, we start to go, well, now you're not, because your body is not this or that, or you start to judge it. So (laughs) I'd like to, when we come back from break, look at the concept of, of the other two keys to unlocking shame, which are the radically celebrating diversity and radical permission giving. We'll have a few minutes to look at those. So we're going to head off to our last commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 
21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelanić.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelanić.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everybody. You guys are all my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Why? Because you're out here seeking pleasure on this planet, this pleasure zone of life, of earth. And we have a few more uh, keys to unlocking shame before we finish this show here with my guest, Natasha, or Natasha. Depends on how you properly pronounce it. Natasha Chovich Yalanić. She's my cousin, and she is also in pursuit of uh, kindness on the planet and many other things uh, along with changing her own reality and having a more joyful life. And I think these keys to unlocking shame are so phenomenal. Uh, I'm actually going to be practicing them um, with myself. And actually, I took this class yesterday and I started playing these with Ziba, my daughter. Uh, last night, we went for a walk and then Grandma came over and Mike came home and she's very timid around them so she knows what works for her and what doesn't work for her but I think we're going to have a little like sweet night of me and her doing some um, keys to unlocking shame and some radical self-acceptance just looking at each other and uh, loving the crap out of each other so you don't have to do it with a lover you can absolutely do it with your child you can do it with um, somebody that can actually receive it right so it could be a lot a lot of fun so one of the tools that we did uh, just touch on, erratically celebrating diversity. When you hear that, what do you think of? Gosh, yeah, I was just I, I just read that because I wrote it down earlier. And <clears throat> radically celebrating diversity. I think it's I think it's important because we're always so stereotyped, and even like coming from a, a culture where, you know, you have to you know, go to church and be this way and dance and do this and dress this way and and. And then we're all made to seem like we're the same, but we're all so different. And we all, we're all, even though we think we're raised so similar, we're all raised so differently and different temperaments and different, you know, ways of viewing the body and what we should do. And like, I just think it's, I think it's beautiful. And I think it's beautiful to like, that's, it's wonderful. Actually, I want to kind of take this into practice and do this with my kids and to, just to celebrate that we're different and, and not always having to have the same things, even with your cousin or your sister or your brother and, um, yeah, I think it's really beautiful. I'd love to hear more on that from you, actually, after, and how to yeah, kind of cool. celebrate that with my children. Yeah, I, th- I think it's so much fun. So one of the things that I do with Ziva is that, um, for example, she likes a lot of things that I I don't enjoy. She loves reading and I don't. And then sometimes I can see her starting to shift her energy out of what she loves, and I'm like, Ziva, 
you are allowed, and I've said this to her from day one, you are allowed to love whoever and whatever you like. You do mm. not ever have to love or like what I like. Um, and it really started off with her biological dad, because a lot of people were putting a lot of points of view on her constantly about her dad. And I always and have ever given her permission, you're allowed to love him even if I don't. It's okay. Yeah. And it doesn't make one of mm. us more right than the other. And it doesn't make my relationship with him the same as your relationship with him. You can have a different reality with this person than I have. And that's part of radically celebrating diversity and also just choices, right? Like you might be turned on by something that I'm not turned on by. And that kind of leads into the radical permission giving. Like, can you imagine just allowing people to just choose whatever they like whenever and not be judged? Can you imagine if we were actually raised by parents who did that? Like, I had one parent did that so extreme that I thought that was a sign of not caring because I had another parent who went the other extreme where everything I did was judged. It was very conflicting. Where you kind of had two parents that were, like, telling you constantly everything you were doing was wrong, right? <laughs> so Gosh, right, like when you said different. that, when, like, imagine, sorry, yeah, when you said that, and I was like, imagine that, and my body went, ah. <sighs> Like what ease, 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 ease. What a sweet reality. Yeah, and we can be that yeah. for our kids, right? So we can be that for ourselves. We can be that for our kids. And radical permission giving is just being that safe space and being space for people to express themselves freely and not having to like uh, justify their choices or anything like that or clarify their choices for them or... Uh, make their choices right or make their choices wrong. It's just like, yeah, that's cool. That's what you're choosing. So, so such a beautiful choice. And thank you for choosing what works for you. And I think we forget that. And I really want to have that as a key reminder. Like, thank you for choosing what works for you. Because so many times we make people so wrong for not choosing what we want them to choose. But it's really like, wow, thank you. F thank you for being such a, such an amazing, strong, being that you are choosing for you. And I want to thank you, Natasha, for being on this show. Um, I know it was a bit of an interesting topic, and it probably brought some stuff up for everybody listening. So awesome for you, and thank you cool. for your thank vulnerability you. in choosing it. And um, we have so many mm. great topics coming up, guys. I'm so excited for the next few weeks. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body. <laughs>